Good morning. I'm Dan Wilt, and this is your wake up call. Wake up, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Let's enter into today's meeting with Jesus with our prayer of consecration. Let's pray it together. Jesus, have mercy as I move through this day. You in me and I in you. In the times of peace, the hours may bring. In the seasons of wilderness that make me strong. In the freedom of surrender before your cross. In the power of the resurrection that makes me whole. Jesus, have mercy as I move through this day. You in me and I in you. In your name I come. Amen. Our reading for today is entitled, You Are the Son of God, he said. Our scripture passage is from Luke 4, verses 1 to 9. I'd like to pause here just to remind us why we're reading all the passages leading up to our focal verse each day. It's because we're in a long Haggah. That's the Hebrew word for meditation. It means that we are lingering in, mulling over, chewing on, drawing all the flavor we can, insight, revelation from the Holy Spirit from this passage. So we read it again completely leading up to our verse for the day. Hear the word of the Lord. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said. Throw yourself down from here. Consider this. Within the third temptation of Jesus lies an issue of vocation, yours and mine, that our Lord had to face down so we could face it down behind him. Trust. Trust. Trust is acting on the belief that who God says you are is who you actually are. Trust is believing that the Father's naming of you 
and the purpose it carries is enough. Trust that has nothing to prove, no need to be validated. Being the son of God and the son of man couldn't have been easy. You are somewhere between flesh and blood and heavenly reality, seeing what is seen by all and seeing what is unseen by others. You are alive to God, yet alive to self, present to divine communion and present to earthly desires. You are a place where heaven and earth meet, and you will be the firstborn from the dead, while knowing that death is final unless a will beyond you intervenes. Before Jesus will step into the wild of his Isaiah 61 ministry, he will have to decide something. Does he trust his father's plan? And does he really believe as the son of God he will be caught if he falls? For you and me, it is different, but no different at the same time. We must trust God. We must. If we don't, we will live safely behind our home and church walls, talking about the easy themes of virtue and morality, while leaving all the risk-taking and Holy Spirit following to those who are the real spiritual superstars. We will sigh over the news, nod our head at church, or perhaps lob a social media post into the fray of our social media echo chamber, that group of people who are selected by algorithm to largely agree with what we say, that realm of public opinion. But we will not truly live. We will certainly not live as a follower of Jesus. Many years ago, I commissioned a student of mine to write a quote in calligraphy on the wall of my office. It was from early church bishop Irenaeus of Lyon, and it said, The glory of God is a human being fully alive. If we're going to follow Jesus, we're going to have to trust who he and the Father and the Spirit have said we are. Beloved chosen, royal priest, living sacrifice, child of God, then we're going to have to risk something to actually trust, knowing it could cost us our lives. We've got nothing to prove, but we do have a life to live. Our name carries our purpose. The name child of God carries with it a purpose and a destiny to be lived, not hid or destroyed early because we have something to prove. Let's do that today. Let's live fully alive in the presence of God. The Prayer Lord of the wild, we have nothing to prove to anyone. We are your children and we trust in In Jesus' name, amen. The questions. How have you lived like you have something to prove in the world? Like you need validation to assure you that you matter and are needed? How might the Father want to speak into this way you are living and seeking affirmation? For the Awakening. 
I'm Dan Wu. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend, leave us a rating, and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.